Until the philosophy which old one race superior and another inferior is finally and permanently discredited and abandoned everywhere is war it's a war that until they're no longer first class and second class citizens of any nation until the color of a man's skin is of no more significance than the color of his eyes miss a war that until the basic human rights are equally guaranteed to all without regard to race and is a war that until that day the dream of lasting peace world citizenship rule of international morality will remaining but a fleeting illusion to be pursued but never attained now everywhere is war war and until Good day. Good day, people. Welcome to a uh, a intern intermed uh, bonus bonus episode of uh, All Is Serious, hmm. the podcast where we still say what we say, mean what we say, and if you have problem with what you say, Call you can go ahead. In Great. the building today, we have Travis, me, here. Next to me, we have Miss... Opie Dubs. Dubs. And then we skip right to Mr. Top Flight. What's up, y'all? Um, in the light of everything that's been going on within New York City, America in general, uh, we felt it necessary to uh, get a leg up on certain things that have been going on that's been brought to our attention, certain things that we just want to discuss and talk about and bring to you guys our listening audience because uh we care about you guys and we want you guys to be informed you know um it's good to to stay up to date as to what's happening with a lot of the people that we see day to day and a lot of the people that we interact with on a if not day to day on a year to year basis (laughs) yeah um so I had a clock here, so I could like keep time of. Yeah, because we, we could. This because we could definitely be time. ranting for this. Well, you know, we want to start it off with saying, you know, straight Black Lives Matter. Um, <clears throat> the the nation is burning right now, hmm. and it's let's see what day are we on? Right, it's June second, Tuesday, June second, when we're recording currently. Um, this is the first night of our curfew. This is second. the second night of our curfew. The second night of our curfew. This, this is night the is first an earlier night of curfew. The earlier curfew of eight thirty p.m. It is currently seven twenty-seven. 
So, you know. Well, you know, I mean, what allegedly. I mean. It's allegedly 727. It's it could be any time of the day. Who you knows? No, we just yeah. here. I mean, say um, a.m. or p.m. You know. But um, a lot of people, a lot of people are out right now, and regardless of because there's so much to cover, and we're not going to sit here and try to lecture y'all about what's going on. Like you're not aware. <clears throat> and adults. And adults, or not adults, you know, even possibly young people. Um, we're at a we're at a point where unrest is at its height. Um, COVID nineteen has hit Black and Latin populations much harder than it's hit the rest of the country, and for that reason. We believe the president has allowed it to run rampant. And on top of that, now the police force is out again, as usual, in mass, killing people. Um, and as we protest the injustice against black people, we're being mowed down and set up and corralled in the streets to take additional abuse. And it's, you know, it's it's the revolution and it's not going to be televised. It's not going to be spoken about in the manner that it should. It's going to be suppressed. And we're just here to... Make sure that we discuss some things that are pertinent to our our neighborhood and our community, um, and try to help you guys help yourselves. Very so true. you know, um, I definitely wanted to start with if you're going to be out in the streets, especially past curfew um, and inciting things, or protesting. Let me not say inciting things, right? Because that's inflammatory language. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have to make sure that you're keeping yourself safe. So try not to be out by yourself. Definitely. Um, make sure you have a, have, a, have a buddy. Exact or or an entire crew to be with. Um, and you have to make sure that you have things with you that are important, like face masks and hand sanitizer, gloves, um, a small pouch of milk, and a bottle of water um, and cotton balls soaked in vinegar, placed in a plastic bag. These are all things that would be able to help you combat the capsaicin or the other active chemicals in tear gas and pepper spray. Mm-hmm. And whatever chemical ir- irritants. There's um, something about Alka Seltzer as well, but I can't remember what it. I haven't seen that. That sounds interesting. Hmm. Um, and of course, you you want to make sure that you have a plan before you go out. A lot of people are out here with plans that are counterintuitive to the movement. So some people are just looting. Some people <laughs> are just looking to cause problems, detract, or make things worse. So you have to make yes. sure that when you're going out, you and your group have a plan of not only what you're doing and who you're going with, but if you are to get separated. What's um, the action plan? And exactly. Where, meet up point. where your meetup point is, what you're going to do, uh, to make sure that you're looking out for each other. And at the end of the night, you are aware of um, you know where everyone is. You want to avoid bringing unnecessary technology because if you think that your devices are not monitoring you, you're playing games. I've mm. definitely seen a post this morning where somebody looted like an AT&T or uh, uh, T-Mobile and they stole iPhones and they turned it on and it was like, please return this to <laughs> so-and-so store. You're being tracked. Like, yeah. So honestly, yeah, they're definitely watching you. And uh, do not refrain from going live if you plan on doing something that Stupid. is illegal or part or... You know, just being a black, angry person in a nutshell. I mean, because it's okay to be angry right now. But refrain from going live because as much as you may not believe it, there is Facebook police. And they can can easily track you. It's it's not only that. It's the people have younger people have this notion that because what I'm posting disappears in 24 hours that nobody 
we'll be able to see it later. Or that but it actually disappears. That it actually disappears right. because in reality, uh, especially Instagram has archives where you could go back and see all of the stories that you have posted that are, that disappeared. So somebody's keeping track of it, and it's you know, fa- uh, Instagram is owned by Facebook, and their servers are amazing. And and you already know that Zuckerberg is on the side of of Trump, of course. Um, and you know, technology is to be revered, but you gotta you can't you can't run in you know completely with your heart open to technology because like. If you understand how the internet works, it's literally computers talking to each other. It's data being served, um, stored in different places. So it can't disappear, you know, once it passes from one computer to the next, there are copies. So. Right. Especially in a society where they're making it so much easier for you to uh, open your phone. You have to believe that your data is saved somewhere. You don't just look in your phone and your iPhone is like, oh, that's my nigga. Let me open up. No. Everything goes somewhere. Everything is stored somewhere. And... The things that are going on now, trust me, there's people when you're looking for certain jobs that definitely go and dig. So just be smart. I've had everybody's social medias before I hire them or recommend them for a I've job. I've actually watched you do that as well. You know, it's a part of it's a part of, of the world that we live in now, but um, you know, so we're saying if you if you're not supposed to bring unnecessary tech and especially if if you could leave your phone at home which is could be a safe or a dangerous thing to do depending on the group that you're with. So I would advise that you, of course, only be out with people that you trust. If you really want to be out there and it's that hot and you feel that safe, you know, we can't tell you <coughs> no anyhow, but it's best that you go out with people that you trust because uh, times of high emotion like this lead to lots of people getting into situations because of the influence of others. So be careful. Um, but if you don't have your phone or... Even if you do have your phone, in case you get separated from your phone, please at least have one or two numbers memorized already. Have some people know exactly where you are. Trusted, responsible people that are off-site, that may be removed from the situation altogether, um, and can get in touch with anybody in case they can't find you for a while. Um, And you you just want to make sure that you do everything that you can to ensure your safety... um, because it's it's a dangerous time to be protesting right now, mm-hmm. and it, especially if you're, it just came across everybody's phone. Yeah, yeah. It did. Um, especially if you're in protesting within New York City. Um, New York City is big, but it's small enough that you should know somebody <laughs> in every area that they protest is happening. I'm not sure where they're protesting today, but like yesterday was like Kings Plaza area, Flatbush, right? So Park, I think today Center. was like 42nd Street. Uh, I saw them on 59th Street by the 59th Street Bridge. And, like, I can personally say that I know somebody in all of those areas. So if I were to go out with a group of people, I could say, all right, if anything happens, we can go here or let's meet up here. Like, you know, you got to have, you got to even, all right, for for my West Indian people, you know, when y'all go carnival, if y'all get separated on the road, y'all know, all right, we meeting up here. This is where we reconvene. It's the same principle. You also have to make sure that everybody that you go out with is about the life that they're trying to be about. So you don't want somebody that is all... People that have your back. Not even just that. You you don't want somebody to go out that you know is usually talking tough and they're always with the shits and then something happens and they're the first person to to curl up and scream like a bitch. Yeah, you don't want anybody that's going to be inciting violence or egging on problems that they're not going to stand behind. Um, Especially at a time... 
right like now where everyone really ha- it's open season um not even on black people at this point it's really on the public it seems um our president is hiding in his bunker and has declared war on the people allegedly <laughs> it's not even alleged at this point but you know I'm not, I don't want no smoke um and it's just you know it's not really safe to be in opposition of the powers that be right now um for anyone so especially for people of color and especially for black people um so we just want you guys to be as safe as possible if you're going to be out there because it's necessary to stand up um and demand justice justice is not given um it has to be demanded rights are not given they have to be demanded um and the the this country is built on this so to assume that any sort of passive movement would um would get, garner the attention of those that make the decisions it's ridiculous but um that being said if you get your ass locked up you know here in new york there is the um the brooklyn bail fund their website is the brooklynbailfund.org and um if you're looking for um a resource for bailing out a loved one who has um you know been detained during this time um they can help you with that and if you're looking for a way to help people um who need money for bail there's the brooklyn bail fund and there's also the bronx freedom fund and that is the bronx freedom fund.org and both of those places here in the city um would be able to help you and are also looking for donations to be able to help others um, for ATL, there's also atlsolidarity.org. For Chicago, there's chicagobond.org. Um, Louisville, there's actionnetwork.org. Hmm. For Minnesota, there's minnesotafreedomfund.org. And for Philly, there's phillybailout.com. And Philly's going to need it. Philly's been wild. Listen. Yeah, those are all. Those are, I didn't even know those, all of those things exist. Right, so I, I thought it was just like the, bail I, I've only known about known about the bailout fund because of whatever celebrity that donated only fifty dollars and yeah. he makes millions of dollars. So that's the only reason why I even know about that. Yeah, you know, um, crowdfunding is is an effective way to to raise the money to help those who are out there on the front lines <laughs> in this war for our lives because mm-hmm. that's really what it is. Um, and you know it's every it's not everyone's place to be out there protesting. Um, when I was a young spring chicken, I was out there, um, and I remember what that was. Um, it's just it's it's not an easy thing to do, especially and 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 young people don't realize the extent to which their lives are at risk. So I'm just grateful. For those of you who are out there making the noise on behalf of those of us who are inside because we have to be. Right. So like I've heard, um, I don't know if this is true or not, but apparently number 45 is telling people, you know, the people who you who mostly support him, the uh, KKK and all that, that it's okay to stop these riots if they're happening in, in areas in which they are in. So I'm hearing there's white supremacists arming themselves right now because they're going to kill them a nigger. It's not surprising to me. So, you know. It's not at all. And I don't know. I just don't like talking about him. <laughs> it makes you uncomfortable. It's, it gets him too much popularity. And I really feel like he, I don't know. It's like That's letting, a Honda, right? 
Probably. Mm. Nine times out of ten. It's like letting the mumbling idiot speak and the other other mumbling idiots believe everything the mumbling idiot says. Well, people, you know, people like that. There's a lot of stupid people, you know. <laughs> yeah, just to tell me about it. And, and um, like, Trump, in my humble opinion, because I'm not, you know, anyone's psychologist, is a narcissist. And narcissists um, prey on people who have their own insecurities or are also narcissists themselves or um, are many times looking for excuses. And narcissists like to blame people for things. And Trump has some, <laughs> he is throwing stones to hide his hands. So if he could say to his base, pay attention to the black people, they're making all of this happen, all of this is a problem. Then, you know, when we start to discuss about the, tr- the truth about him, then he'll say this is just a tactic for them to tear me down as opposed to acknowledging the fact that, that he is indeed, you know, a child rapist. What a, what, like the touch of the boy. Be Listen, allegedly. Allegedly, but allegedly, you know he, he, don't, he don't touch the beat. You know, but y'all know he him. did that shit. Um, y'all know he did that no, shit. You know he did it, allegedly. But he did it, allegedly. What but I like, he did it. What I like about him is the uh, the fact that he keeps playing, like, how far can I go without losing the black vote? So lynch niggas, kill the niggas, but oh my God, George Floyd. Lynch niggas, kill the niggas, oh my God, so many black people are being blamed for this stuff. And it's just like, uh, I, at this point, I Joe, what Joe Biden said was very, it was fucked up in a nutshell, because yeah. you can't say if you vote for somebody else, you ain't black. But at this point, if you ain't voting Biden, you kind of fucked up. In a nutshell, because the disrespect is crazy. And I've yet to see him do anything other than be on Twitter. I mean, well, you know, again, we are between a rock and a hard place. And and if we had just chosen, I can't even say that because I don't know what what Hillary would have brought us. Right. Let's be real about that. Right. So unless we get somebody from this alternate universe that they found, because, you know, in this in that alternate universe, Hillary did win. And if they ended up here, it's because something went left. But I would also like to bring up the fact that Bill Clinton was on the plane logs to Epstein's island over multiple dozens of times. So to have them in the White House would still have been a problem, especially since, you know, they have a horrible track record with, um, you know, prison sentences and and mm-hmm. and. Black people specifically, you know, they are exceptionally anti-black and have been in their policies. Um, So it's we were fucked anyway. Hmm. Right. It's we're not going to pretend that black people haven't been fucked in this country when it comes down to our choices for leadership, especially as they continue to snipe us um, and lynch us in and openly um, and destroy our leadership, which is painful because it's impossible to be a perfect person. So how the fuck can we create anything of value if everyone's imperfections are immediately completely ripped apart and amplified and then you have to tear apart everyone who's built anything for you and then you have all of that guilt, right? So it's like psychological warfare on the black people, physical warfare on black people, and it's just all aimed to, in my opinion, reduce us to subservience. Again. Again. <laughs> <laughs> this shit I, is heavy. Yeah, I was watching 
Did I send that to you guys? I was watching the um this thing that's supposedly on Netflix. I gotta look for it. Right. About, I, like, I where, started watching it. I didn't where finish. did the black wealth go? Where it's basically like um how do you close the the wealth gap between African Americans and white people? And where did it start? Like where did the gap come from and how does it and how does how do you attempt to close it or how do you attempt to level the playing field? And all the attempts that have been made throughout throughout the world and all the ways that it's been shot down. So it's like um I know in the beginning I seen it was like, you know, we were technically the money, meaning you got you a strong nigga, you got a lot of money. And um Somewhere around the lines, I didn't even finish watching. I ain't gonna hold you. Well, it basically started as you is obviously started in slavery, where your slaves were your wealth, mm-hmm. and then don't do that. My bad. And then after the abolishment of don't slavery, talk to me like he my daddy. It's, it's coming up right in the headphones. Um, after the abolishment of slavery, there were attempts to uh, pay the reparations necessary to level the playing field, but then after the murder of Lincoln. And then the step in of Jackson, they were just like, no, no, this is not what's going to happen. So it's basically like other than aside from like racism itself, I mean, slavery itself, I think racism spanned a fear of the equality of them to black people. So it's like it's like we don't like you because you're trying to be on the same level that we are. and We don't like that. So we don't like you. And then as generations pass, it was just like. Well, why don't we like them? We just don't like them. So now it's now it's just like we just don't like you. Yeah. And and the 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 video was basically saying to bridge the gap would take something so drastic or or yeah, to 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 lessen the the wealth gap is going to take something so drastic that they can't see it really happening. But there are ways to develop it to newly develop the wealth because like we said last week Everybody's in our communities, but we're not in anybody's community. And that's right. a fact. You know? So, um, but then, you know, other people, but other people understand spending amongst themselves. We just don't. I, and I, I've always said we haven't had money long enough to understand it. Because in reality, we've had, black people have had money for it. I can see that. But I also, our communities years. haven't, haven't been supported um, to the point where we trust. And I'm, I'm talking about up here, like, I only have ever lived in Brooklyn, right? Mm -hmm. And so my experience is very limited. But, you know, like, there's no community that I have seen in Brooklyn where the block will look at each other and be like, all right, cool, let's just put all this money together and do something with it. You know, and many of these businesses that are owned by people from other ethnicities in our neighborhoods that are making money, the entire family works in that shop, bro. That's a fact. Mm -hmm. You know, and the cousins come over from wherever and they come to work in that shop. So we also don't have that structure. Um, and it's important for us to work on that structure and that mentality if that's something that we want to do because it really is cooperative economics and pooling resources and um, commitment to the growth of all of us as opposed to like the showing out. And I feel like black culture, um, we've always had to make a dollar out of 15 cents. And we've always successfully done it. And Absolutely. It was, um, and it was, I think we've gotten stuck a bit in the celebration phase. Definitely. And sometimes yeah. we forget that it's not about showing out and stunting 
all of the time. Sometimes it's about stacking and not just stacking so that you can go on vacation, but stacking so that your money starts to make itself. And then you can see, but you can see True. when a black man or women starts to understand that though. Cause then look at you, you look at people like Jay Z, J Cole, they probably have the most money in the room, but they're the most subtle. A pair of ripped up jeans, a, 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 a hat, some regular ass sneakers that they might've bought from Chinatown. But, you know, it's about carrying yourself as a king and carrying yourself with dignity before, you know, letting the world knows that you have dignity. It's it's like after you get and and that's the problem. We haven't a lot of our people haven't gotten to that point where we where there's a certain point where you get to. I wouldn't say a, a level of wealth, but a, a mentality where it's like I have it, but I don't care to show you because I rather keep working hard. Right. Like you can look at people in our immediate circle who may not be on top but are doing better than most people hmm. or not or doing just as well to enlist and and uh elevate people but they don't go out and drive crazy cars you know yeah. it's like it's like it's like okay i may not have that bmw but i got a house well you know a lot of a I lot a of business. a lot of people who are wealthy or have built wealth or are maintaining wealth that was built previous to them, understand um, how to spend money. Mm-hmm. You know, money, it's its very, it can be complicated for some people if, you, if you're not given the right tools. Um, a lot of us have our self-worth wrapped up in how things look. And that really comes down to problems, the root of many of our problems. You know, having your self-worth wrapped up in what people think about you um, is partially fueling this problem. Capitalism is fueling this problem. There's going to be a colorism problem, classism problem, regardless of if everyone is the same race or not. Mm-hmm. It's a human race problem. Mm. But um, people are allowing their insecurities to fuel, you know, companies capitalizing on black and Latin bodies being persecuted mm-hmm. they want our the, who, who's, who said that this week trini so we want they, they want, want our rhythm but right. they don't want our blues oh yeah and it's evident in how they move into the neighborhood and no definitely and, and then call to, the cops on us yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah you know complain about the noise they yeah. move into the neighborhood because they want the flavor and then they complain about the noise that's what I said about like around like the Labor Day, the Labor Day parade. They love to tell their friends, "Oh, I live by the parade route. You can see all this stuff going on." But I then mean, that, ha- that has happened to us on many a times. So the preparation our- is the, is the problem. They don't want you to build that flow that you're showing your friend or the costume that you think it's so beautiful at the end, and they don't want to hear the music unless they're in front of somebody's camera, acting like they're so in tune with the culture. But you know. It's culture tourism. You know, people people enjoy an escape from whatever. And you can't expect for them to have the connection to it that we have. It's just important um, that we value. We have to value ourselves and we have to value our own things. And we have to pour our money into things the way that we pour our money into everything else. Mm. The black dollars are funding so many initiatives we don't even realize we're funding because we're putting money into the hands of people who are not here to build our communities up. 
And the most peaceful protest and the most powerful protest that we can ever participate in is making sure that we spend black more. Um, and I would really love for us to maybe do a segment um, in our next podcast where we talk about all of the black professionals we work with. Doctors. Who did I see doing this? Um, Carrie Codette. She's a comedian who went to my high school, Brooklyn Sec. Whoop, whoop. Don't hate. Mm-hmm. Don't look at me like that. And um, she decided, you know, she'd been doing this for a while and reposted it on her Instagram. All of the, the professionals that she gives her dollars to from, you know, hairstylists, doctors, dentists, um, and the list goes on. And I think it would be something great for us to do, you know, to big up not only ourselves and our own businesses, because we are entrepreneurs in our own rights, but, you know, the people that we work with and have worked with over the years, and also the people keeping us alive, mm-hmm. like our doctors and our care professionals, the people that take care of our kids, things like that. I did make it a big thing that when I changed healthcare providers that my PCP was black. A, just, bla- a black a black man that I can relate to. I just trust him more. Because, actually, my doctor, he tells me the truth. He's like, listen, stop, stop. Yeah. Stop. No, definitely, but I I don't know. Our our bodies are so different from, you know, Caucasians and we suffer from different things that they don't suffer from. So, I'll prefer somebody that says, "Oh, your eyelids are falling off. This is this." Then somebody that goes, "Well, I have to look it up because they're not used to having to deal with that." Well, go ahead. Well, um in my personal experience, I realized that the only doctors that have taken me seriously have been black doctors. Yeah. Or um, women of color. Um, uh, I've been. Di- I was diagnosed with multiple cirrhosis about a year and a half to two years ago. And when I first went in with my symptoms, um, the male non-black doctors I had all told me that you know there was nothing wrong with me. And it was after you know finding a brand new doctor and telling her exactly what it was I was going through. She did everything she could to find me the professionals that would get me the appropriate diagnosis. So it many times it's about working with people who take you seriously and your concern seriously, because a lot of people seem to think that black people are magical and mm-hmm. we are, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but we're still people. Mm-hmm. We still have feelings. We still suffer. We still um, have our own trials and tribulations that are not because we're inherently evil or anything, but because we're simply people. True. I was, and I was going to mention that on, on the front of, who, who you have as a provider because internal medicine is internal medicine at the mm-hmm. end of the day. It's a book, right? Mm-hmm. But unless you understand who you're treating or if you care to understand who you're treating, you're going to take that special um, extra interest in what they're going through because, like, I had a doctor that told me, uh, he was like, um, what did my doctor tell me? No, actually, the doctor I had before that who was Indian, actually. She's, like, Indian and she's from, like, India, India. So you say India <laughs> uh, amongst Caribbean people. You say Indian, they be like, "Oh, so that is she's just ignorant." And you just yeah. got a little cooling in your blood. Yeah. <laughs> no, she's Indian. And and like she, that dogla, that ain't no Indian. That's that dogla. She. Yeah, you Trini. I'm Guyanese. I can't say that. That's racist. Yeah, it is. That'll get us. Dogla is racist. It's actually racist. Yeah, it's problematic. Yeah. But whatever. He yeah. opened it like I said what I said. She was, <laughs> yeah, she was like, nah, I don't care. <laughs> you fuck. But yeah, she was telling me certain things. She's like, you know, our people, we don't do certain things and certain things. And then even with my son's um, pediatrician, she was like, yeah, you know, certain things are going to happen with him because, you know, as black people, we're going to have certain ways about us and yeah. certain things are going to be different than the normal internal medicine is going to account for. And we just have to look out for those things. So that was, that was something I was very, you know, I was happy to 
shout out to Dr. Flowers, who is my son's pediatrician, and uh, Everton Prosper, who is my uh, primary care physician. Yes. Like I said, you know, I don't have it right now. I, <laughs> you know, I don't have it. But <laughs> but next week, I would love for us all to, to be able to, you know, go down our list and big up our people. Because I know a lot of us are looking for black professionals. I would love to find a black therapist who takes eleven ninety nine and is currently accepting. I don't understand. Yes. Why is it that you guys, like, health insurance is supposed to be, like, super expensive, but nobody really fucks with it? Um, so it's not that my health insurance is expensive. It's that... Um, it's really good yeah, because it's yeah, very comprehensive. Like, right. But when you look at when you look at the statements, bro, them statements come in the mail, and the hospital is like, "That'll be two thousand dollars," and eleven ninety nine is like, "You can go fuck yourself. We're gonna <laughs> give you four hundred dollars for that." <laughs> yeah, and I you wish go down the whole list. Then and that's I need why people to look, don't take them. I need to look into them because my my health insurance is pussy. They shaping down pussy. They were like, "You want what? We're gonna give you five dollars extra because we don't want any static." Okay. Yeah. My a friend of mine told me she's a dental assistant or something. She works in the dental field somewhere, and she was like, "Well, because she's a shopaholic, she was like, uh, think of like three categories of health insurance. Think of it like sex, Zara's, and Bobby's." <laughs> All right? She was like, "You have Bobby's, unfortunately, which is not bad." Right. But we only take Zara <laughs> and people come in here with socks. And when the people come in here with socks, we'll take it. But we're going to try to do as much work on you as we can. Yeah. So we get all of that money. And she was like, you just have to find what related. She's like, you're always going to find people who take. Unfortunately, if you have the bobbies, the people who are, who take the bobbies, you're not usually going to want to go to. Yeah. You'll find a diamond in the rough once in a while because some some like basically most healthcare places they'll have a baseline of what they take and then they'll pepper in a little zara pepper in a little a little a little sacks and you just have to be lucky enough it's sad they only take four sacks per year and you got to get in that line it's sad but it's completely true like when it was when the when the the book was when the uh when the witchima face it when the primary care information was a big-ass book where you can only look in your era area to get a doctor. No, 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 the other one, the last one, last one, that last one, yeah. Right. Um, something's open. No, it's fine. It's it's, uh, it's the it's the. the um, when you yeah, when you can only pay attention to that little ass line of uh people, it's different. But when I started using Zocdoc and I'm able to get out of the neighborhood, I realized that treatment outside of the neighborhood is ten times better. And most of the time, I look for the black or brown face, but it is what it is. You know, it's different when they work in a different area. Mm-hmm. But either way, um, today's episode has been sponsored by Anchor. Anchor is an all-in-one podcasting tool that allows you to do everything you want want in one simple place. You can upload and record your podcast from the site. You can monetize your your podcast, and they'll help you find all of your sponsorships in one simple place. Uh, Check it out. It's absolutely free. We here use Anchor to distribute our podcast to you fine people, no matter where you're listening to it from. And uh, we encourage you to take a shot at it and uh, make something memorable. Yeah. 
So download the po- download the Anchor <laughs> app from all major uh, app stores and and listening platforms. And uh, yeah, Anchor. Thank you to Anchor. Thank you, Anchor. Okay. All right, y'all. Um, we're gonna we're gonna switch gears a bit now that we've spoken about you know why the country's on fire. Um, I guess I guess the theme of tonight is corruption. I feel like a lot of this Pretty is much. going down because our leadership is lacking. Um, but we also came. Mm, listen, there's been so much going on in the world and the country that you know. I feel like this has gone a little bit under the radar. I haven't heard anybody really having any conversation about this, but on May 26th, um, jbless.com, they published uh, a blog post called, titled, not called, Breaking, Wiadka Corruption Exposed. Now, if you are aware with the West Indian American Day Carnival Association here in Brooklyn, that's the organization that puts on um, our parade, our Labor Day parade every year. Labor Day parade and the surrounding events around Labor Day parade. And and they've been doing so over fifty years. Uh yeah 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 over fifty years over because 50 years. I um I think I worked yeah over fifty years they've been doing it. Um and apparently, um as of late, some corruption has come to light. Um, on Memorial Day Monday, the individual who runs this blog, I'll believe, I'll call them Jay Bless, make my life easier, um, received a lengthy email from a whistleblower who's calling themselves Sam Johnson. And the title was Corruption at Wiatka Exposed. Did you guys get a, get an opportunity to take a look at this? I did get an opportunity I to read looked, through it. I honestly haven't read the whole thing. But. It, it, it is a lengthy read. I, I can't lie to you. Um, it's easier to read from a computer because, you know, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling on your phone. And the print may be a little bit bigger. But um, it is a very interesting and very detailed um, article. And usually, you know, there's some speculations with certain things that come out and, you know, people trying to expose other people. But for me, I was like, when you got attachments and links. <laughs> and, receipts, baby. And receipts. And it's and, double spaced. <laughs> not, even, not even receipts, baby. Dead ass receipts, <laughs> checks with names and dates on them, and yeah. and um and tax information. I was like, whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa. And it it struck a chord for me personally because, as you uh no as you know because you guys don't always know, me and and flight here have been a part of the carnival world for over ten years. And directly involved and and uh, working with um, Opie Dokes too. She done work for them. I've done a little bit of work for them, but my experience wasn't fantastic. So <laughs> neither was ours. When neither this came ours. out, I wasn't su- necessarily surprised. I wasn't surprised either because I felt like I knew that there was something up going on because mm-hmm. being a band leader, going to band meetings and meeting with these people and sitting across from them in a room while the while the police uh where the community affairs people and the police and the people who help to keep who are supposed to help keep this parade safe basically sit there and scratch their balls while they look at them and it's like yeah. so what are you going to do about it that's how you know it was like oh something's crazy going on so they're just they're just conforming because if they get blown up it's going to get blown up yeah 
And I've even had a situation where I randomly ended up in an Uber pool with a woman who was on the phone with a friend complaining about the organization. And at the time, this was maybe like two years ago. When did I say it? It was like two years ago? Probably two, two or three years ago. And I was like, you work for them? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, listen, we won first place. We're supposed to get a check and a trophy. We haven't gotten anything. And we're getting the runabout about when we're supposed to get these things. And she was just basically like, oh, me and you need to speak. We need to have a phone conversation because you're talking about things that I've been complaining about forever. And I Did that like, conversation never happen? That conversation never she happened. She probably got fired. She does not work for the organization anymore. See? I could see that. See? I mean, um, so what I'll do is I'll read the first uh, or quickly skim for everyone uh, the first two paragraphs. As, as we have noted, it is quite a long read. Yeah, um, that, so is, that is one of them eat white castle at the tutu <laughs> kind of reads. We just sit on the toilet a, for a while. That's a sit on the toilet. Yeah, read. yeah it definitely is a, a captive First read. First the day. That is a, that's that kind of read there right there. Um, I would like to bring to light the poor management, corruption, and nepotism that is part of the West Indian American Day Carnival Association, WIADCA, operations. Those practices by WIADCA don't just violate the not-for-profit 501c3 rules, but also raises questions of illegal activities that should be prosecuted. I understand that my statements are making bold claims that I intend to back up with itemized supporting evidence. The West Indian American Day Carnival Association has made the point that I am trying to convey themselves based on their activities and business practices that are not ethical. Okay, this is what they have written, and I don't know if that sentence makes sense, but I feel like y'all are going to pick up whatever they put down. Mm-hmm. The goal here is not to destroy WIADCA, but to make a plea to those in authority to utilize their power to bring meaningful changes to this organization. The product produced by WIADCA has been in decline for years now, to which we all can attest. I definitely agree. There is a lack of confidence in the organization by the general public, which explains why attendance and participation has been down. There's no disagreement with those facts. We all can agree on the importance of the organization's mission. Hence, I would like to make the following recommendations. And they go along to recommend that um, immediately an interim board of business and cultural leaders um, are put in to replace the board. They say the board is currently unqualified to sit on any nonprofit board and their behavior. Ooh, says here that their behavior on organization matters falls along the lines of criminality, uh, which they will demonstrate later on. The current board members should currently have nothing to do with the financial transactions of the organization um, because apparently their third bullet point here or first bullet point under that second note, a check in the amount of 25K was issued fraudulently to the board chair. So, how long does it usually take y'all to get paid? Mass mm-hmm. camps? Never. Never. Get paid <laughs> as in if we win or? If you win. So, how it's, supposed, how it's supposed to go is that after the results are in, there's supposed to be some type of award ceremony where everybody comes, you get your trophy, you get your check, mm. and you go home. And not that, to cut you off, in over the 10 years that we've ever, we've been involved, I've only been to one. I've only been to one as well. I've only that known we were of told one. about, mind you. Like this one was promoted and it was sent out in And I feel like that one only happened because one of the prominent designers in the in the world had passed away at that time. Right. Um, what's his name? 
Ricky. Ricky, yes. That was the same year that Ricky had passed away. So that was the only reason that I feel that it actually happened because they had to pay homage to him as well. Um, other than that, we've never... It's always taken over a year to even see a trophy, let alone see a check. Um, it's always been a runaround. At one point, we were told, oh, the uh, oh, this was their excuse because they're president at the time had just passed away uh oh, bill howard bill howard had passed yeah. away so they were like oh with everything going on there's there's money in the account but there's nobody to sign the check and we we're like excuse me and now to find out that huh, <laughs> anybody can sign the check <laughs> well uh you know they're, they're saying that that's part of the reason there should be an issue because not only was the check written but the check went through um and it was the justification was supposedly a repaying of a loan I don't know if many people the, understand how the board of a nonprofit works. The board of a nonprofit is supposed to be affluent people who can direct money into, into the nonprofit. The board, yes. So Not they can take either money out of it. donate themselves or they have influence and friendships that can then bring money into the nonprofit. So your board members are supposed to be infusing your organization, not taking the money out. And from what the article is stating, it's mostly them taking out. It 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 almost seems like to be absolutely blunt or to be completely transparent, it just looks like they're using the parade to fund themselves for the entire year. Well, I, I could, you know, I speaking as an outsider looking in, um, it is apparent that they don't have too many people in real powers, uh, positions of power who know how to run a nonprofit, mm -hmm. who know how to generate that money um, and talk that talk. So, you know, I'm sure it has gotten out of their hands. I want to give them the benefit of the doubt because they have, you know, kept a cultural institution alive for us for, mm -hmm. you know, as long as they long have time, done right? it. Yeah. You know, so, and especially since it's it's such a hot topic in this borough um, of if the parade should even continue as a parade because they really want to corral it and, and have us march around in a circle like they do in Miami. But mm -hmm. you know what? I would, I would rather that in a way. Why so? Because then... It cannot. It, it won't be. It won't get the 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 backlash that it gets now. Because if you see, my thing with Miami is they can control that crowd. Right. They know who's there. They know how many is there. And whether they're patting people down or not, something's being done. With where Labor Day Parade is, it's too open. It's there's no way of telling how many people are actually there and who's there for what and who has what on them. And I feel like. That the, the the parade gets as much backlash as it does because it's it's not contained. Right. So you have everything surrounding it going down, and it's because it's the biggest thing going on at the moment. That's why it gets the the backlash and everything that it that it does. It attracts in, a lot of attention. Yes, in which I feel like the a formed uh, association does nothing to help that situation as well, and that's another issue. With and with I think I think it spans back from then not being able to run an organization in as such is because like because they because they're unqualified and they don't know what they're doing they're just gonna say yes to anything which is basically what's been happening with them as it comes in correlation to community affairs and the NYPD it's like we it's like we had for instance I'll give an example. I asked, I posed a question at one of the band leaders meetings was like, 
How do we know, for instance, what to look for in an inspection for the parade? Like, right. how, how do we know what we need to have to inspect the truck, right? Because... Do you want to explain uh, the importance of, of that for those who've never put on, like, or worked with a mass band? Okay, so... Um, <coughs> Number one, we do we have the biggest floats of any between uh, New York and Miami. We do the biggest presentation of, of stuff. So we use 18-wheeler truck flatbeds, mm-hmm. right? Their requirements are no more than 13 feet high to accommodate with the traffic lights, uh, not hitting traffic signals, and your wheels must be covered because of um, to protect trampling. Protect anybody from yeah. right. In the past, people uh, people have gotten a little bit too crazy. They gotten somebody got like their leg run over or something right. like that. It was never anything fatal, but it was something that just needed to be addressed, and that's fine, cool. So you do those things, but then when you're being inspected by Highway Patrol, who does the inspection, they're looking for other things, right? And it's like, what are these other things that you're looking for? And they're like, oh, there are holes in this thing. And we're like, well, nobody ever told this, us that we should try and get a brand new flatbed. Like this saying? is like this is not something like like what's what's OK for a regular truck driver to haul a load in. Right. It's is not okay. not OK for the parade. Right. But they can't differentiate and tell us that until the day of. And then you end up in a situation where it's like fix my truck or not go down the road. Right. right. And then it's a situation in which you you don't know like if you knew those 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 stories you would know to go with your truck driver to pick your flatbed but then they don't even allow that do they well it's not that situation usually the truck it it works in one of two ways it's either the truck driver owns their own flatbed or they're renting it from someplace there's no designated there's no designated place to rent a flatbed there's no designated place to get a generator you're kind of on your own when it comes to the organization. They're not giving you these tools. So but the ones that they to, do give you, just know you don't. They don't give you up, anything. They so, just, so you guys just feel like like, like the organization <laughs> never really supported you for success as a mass camp. No, no, at all. No, they didn't tell you what was necessary for you to be able to make it on the road. They didn't. To me, as of lately, it feels like they're taking away more than they ever given. Like you, you can't. You can't expect certain things. It's like going to school and not knowing the curriculum and then right. expecting you to pass the class. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it it can't work like that. But then, you know, they'll show up and be like, well, why didn't you write your three-page uh, dissertation? And why didn't you do this? And why didn't you do that? And you're like, but you never told me I had to do these things. Right. And then it's just like, oh, well, you fail, you fail. And they walk away. Like next, but they're still keeping your money whether you go on the road or not. Yeah, which other, which is another thing I don't understand. Like, like, all right, you pay, you pay to get in the parade, you pay to go down the road, whatever you pay to, but if it's not happening at all, why should you? Why do we have to lose that money? Provided that realistically, the registration fee for a band is not much in 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 span of what you're spending in for like a truck, sound, costumes, and all that stuff, but then they raise these prices and can't give you any information as to where this money goes. Right. So it's like they They literally ra- said one year they asked why why is this fee being raised and they were like, "Oh, well, we have an answer. We'll let you know." Straight. Just like that? S- straight up. When we have an answer, we'll let you know. Fuck. You know, you know what it is? We deleted it. No, it's still recording. They they just they need to <laughs> 
they need to be more business minded and less, you know, personality and ego driven. Um, and I, you know, I don't know anything about rehabbing an entire org, right? I don't know that shit at all. But um, I agree with with homeboy, whatever his name is, who sent the letter and Sam. Even though we know Sam, that's not, it's not his name. I just feel like if you're going to do some illegal shit, you should, like, have people that's on your side. So you can't do illegal shit, and then it comes out, and you don't have anybody to be like, no, they're, they were great people. I don't see any band, <laughs> band leader, or anything like that be like, that's absurd. I've never seen something like that happening. You hear, I've heard multiple band people, um, band leaders go, that should yeah. sound about right. Yeah, that's about right. That's about right. Yeah, well, apparently in the email, um, their their uh, their response of a marketing campaign has been to ask people to post things in support of Wiatka and their their good memories from Carnival. Um, but you got to pay people, bro. You have to pay people. You can't expect for a culture, right? Because culture already doesn't make money. Let's let's be honest about it, right? Parties make money, but culture doesn't make money. And keeping the culture alive is the entire part of the parties, is the entire point, right? It's integral to everything. Everything works around, you know, what this comes from and what it means to, to us as a people and nations of peoples, multiple peoples who have come together and have grown under, you know, what it means to be West Indian, what it means to, to be Caribbean. Um, and it's important that we uphold these institutions and these things, but it's difficult when you only have one or two organizations that do these things on this scale and you can't trust them, Mm -hmm. you can't trust them with your money. You can't trust them with your time. You can't trust them with your brand. And it's hard enough to do this. There's no money. You're barely making any money from it. And then the people that are supposed to be promoting this are robbing you Mm -hmm. and robbing themselves, robbing each other, you know, it's, it's like they should be, I feel it's frustrating because I feel that we ADCA should be an organization that sets the example for how we should be running our organizations. There are so many things, there's so much money that's left on the table because they refuse to get it together. Um, and that really has a lot to do with the leadership. I've had opportunities where I've, <laughs> listen, I've had opportunities where I have sit in on planning meetings. And I've just put my phone on mute and not said anything. And it's just been a complete shit show, mm. completely rolling. And, um, you know, I, Carnival meant a lot to me as a kid. And I, I would love for my children to be able to see it and participate, it, participate in it in the way that I didn't have the opportunity to do so. And I feel like it's being mismanaged and it's not going to be here. If it is, because let's keep it funky, it is a big monetary thing, and who don't like the money, especially when it's easy to do, when it's easy to collect. So if it is, I think it'll be more of a tourist attraction than for the locals to be on some. Well, And it's already leading to that. I want to be a part of this. This is what I want to do because we all, especially if you grew up in the culture from the 90s till now, it's been a huge decline. It's been so many restrictions and so many rules implemented that you don't even want to go out there because it's like, why would I want to partake in all this? And by the time I actually start having fun, it's over. So I, I see it. I see it being around, but not the way that we were used to, and not the way that it should be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
is there is there an opportunity for bands um and you guys understand the culture in a way that I don't because like I said I've never been a part of any production um but is there a way for you guys to unify and put pressure against Weadka to switch out their board because I feel like there's a real opportunity here for us to siphon dollars and like this is such a crazy time to be ta- to be talking about this it feels terrible that this is a crazy time to be talking about finding out how to get money into the community via n- nonprofit even though like everything is happening right? right like it's all tied together but it feels so selfish to be thinking of this mm. but unifying in a way like i understand it's about competition but it's about competition in order to keep the spirit of us alive right and unifying in a way behind this forcing them to be accountable can mean an organization that can infuse money into this to the community you know so is there a way to get the bands together is there motivation there or, or is is everything really that and and we're not calling no names and we don't want no smoke we don't want no problems it's all love and peace black black <laughs> you know black unity you know from what we're told there is like a a, a, a kind of it's like a band leaders association association kind of situation that's aside from that's but not mm-hmm. you know another issue is there's too many other opportunities so the market has too many too many, it's too many other carnivals for them to want to fight for home. Right, and and a lot of them are already stopped. Right, and a lot of them are saying that why? Once again, why are we fighting for home and home isn't fighting for home? Right. So we would rather go somewhere else where we're being appreciated. Our money, we know where our money is going, and that our patrons and our customers will be a lot happier. So, I say use that leverage. I say, I say at least. I, f- I feel that, there, I feel that, sorry. Sexual. No. Um, yeah. I feel there is an opportunity to save it in that same manner of getting the band leaders together because I feel like if they feel like the there's an opportunity to get the spark back or to get the love back for the carnival, they will jump at it. Yeah. But because they understand that they're not fighting for them, they're just like, oh, I'm going to just go here and I'm going to just go do right. this. Right, which and is then, understandable. And then there's always um, the situation in which there's always somebody out there looking to start something else. So, you know, with, with that situation is 10 bands will drop out, but you always have one person who, who wanted to always do this. And at the end of the day, you don't have to put out anything fancy. Once you price it right, somebody's going to partake in your carnival costume. So, you know, it's always evolving. Unfortunately, the... And, they, and they're not letting any shortage of bands... Join right. register. Right. There's no, there's no cap on bands. There's no cap. So, so about fifty something bands last year, and I, not I all. Mind you, once again, he's saying they they take your money for fifty something bands, but only I, I maybe, feel like right, only maybe twenty made it on the road, if that much, year. because of not passing the inspection. Uh, either not passing the inspection or being late to inspection. In which that's politics as well. So, so, so from what I'm hearing, there needs to be an entire overhaul in the operations of the carnival altogether. Oh, definitely. Because the actual parade is not the only ones complaining about this. You have the panorama, panorama uh, bands. They've been complaining longer than we have, we have that they're being treated unfairly. The panorama bands is how I got into everything. Uh-huh. Um, I was doing some work. No, no band names dropped. But um, <clears throat> I was getting my feet wet and trying to understand corporate sponsorships. Um, and got in with a panorama band uh, through someone else. 
and was really just trying to understand ways that I might possibly be able to help them business wise. And I they started to the express the the needs that they that they had. And so the funny thing is, like you saying, like sponsorships and everything. So mm-hmm. the carnival season isn't long enough for a lot of these places, please people to get big sponsorships because of course like we said uh, there's a lot of money that goes into putting this mm-hmm. on so but the year is not long enough for us to individually go and get big sponsorships mm-hmm. but then we're also being limited on ways to bring money into our craft and our organization so you know it's just like so I we're, have... we're, it feels like we're children and we're looking at our parents like help us well you know it, and that's kind of what is supposed to be the entire point of the organization at least my idea for it let me not say my idea for it. Um, I think an idea that might help everyone is if um, Weadka was empowered to teach all of the bands or at least empower the bands um, to monetize their craft. So outside of throwing parties to raise money, um, providing lessons, you know, youth development, empowerment, you know, that does two things for you. You're providing programming for your neighborhood, keeping local things local, um, and then you're also providing jobs for the youth. That way you can then turn around and look at funding sources and say, like, this is what we do as a community. So maybe if you don't necessarily want to make your band a 501c3, um, maybe there could be, maybe the association could be a 501c3 and then it would disseminate funds to you guys. You know, like, but these are things that require... You know, like um, someone with experience from outside, right. and and the problem is that Wiatka has been very protective of their inner circle, rightfully so, it seems, because they've been teething money. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so they don't want anybody to come in and clear things up, or allegedly. Then, you know, what's funny about that situation is you, like he he was saying about the lady he met in the Uber, and then we have this guy sending the information to to Jay Bless. It's like, you doing illegal shit, you should probably have everybody that's on the team and good standings with you because they be like, you say what? Oh, I'm telling. Like, it's, 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 you can see it. There's a lot of frustrated people in that office. Yeah, I'm sure there are a lot of people who, who joined the organization or attempted to join or, or have volunteered services because they truly love the culture, Mm -hmm. you know? And, and for me, like, I identify as being from Brooklyn first before everything else, right? Because Brooklyn is totally who made me. My parents met in Brooklyn at a party and Brooklyn is where I've lived my entire life and it's 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 really shaped the person that I have become and Carnival has always just been a Brooklyn thing to me. Mm-hmm. So to see it change from when I was little, it was just such a spectacle of like pride for black West Indian people you know, um, and of unity to see everybody, all the black people and all the Indian people getting along um, and all the mixed race looking people <clears throat> and all the white people you didn't know was West Indian until they opened their mouth, <laughs> you know, and eating all this food from different places because the West Indies and, and the Caribbean being as diverse as it is, Latin America being as diverse as it is and seeing all of the similarities that you have. It was just such an impactful time, you know, and to to now see it as just like, Something to avoid. Somebody was getting stabbed or shot or something's always falling or there's always some beef uh, with the Orthodox community. It's just always something. And I I just don't want to see this part of Brooklyn, New York history lost to infighting because we've lost sight of the goal, the reason for doing all of it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I hope that there's something that can be done moving forward because I'm rambling 
Um, you know, I, I I hope that you guys take the opportunity um, and take a look at Jay, Jay Blessed's blog post and parse the information for yourself. Like, don't take what we're saying, you know, is gospel. Make your own decisions from it. You know, it's a long document and set of receipts and, um, and attachments and-, and attachments. You have to parse it for yourself. But my favorite part is the, the part where they mentioned the Yobia woman supposedly, allegedly that's being paid with people money. Yes. So y'all not getting your payouts because they work in, they're doing work on people. And that's apparently not working because. <laughs> <laughs> well, they ain't catchy yet. That's the thing. He was the one quiet. Cause if he knew about the OVA woman, I would play the ass too until, you know, yo, it's just, insanity. why is it that great people always got to work OVA? Like, why can't a nigga just be, <laughs> why can't, why just, why can't just be stealing money to steal money? Why gotta, why gotta be paying the OVA woman? Yo, you know, <laughs> Wow, what a real question! <laughs> <laughs> like, like you that, can't even deny it. Like I like, that shit sounds crazy, but damn, that's a real question. That is a real question. <laughs> like as soon as a nigga gets some money, it's because you know he went and paid hey, the yeah, walk. Uh-huh. Yo, walk. Uh-huh. that shit vexed my soul so much. Like because I, so I received this. You sent this to me, right? Travis sent this shit to me. I'm reading this shit, crack of dawn, still in bed, right? And I'm shrieking, like <laughs> like absolutely screaming as I'm going through. Because one, I'm dramatic, <laughs> but secondly, like. Every time you think you know what's coming, you don't know what's coming. So when I got to the part about the Obia woman, I was like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> wait, The wait, article wait. in itself is a, is, a, is a good... You got to have ride. some time, but it is, it's, a, it's a read, boy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my goodness. That's journalism right there. <laughs> That's somebody that was tight. That's like, yes. you, you upset your girlfriend, she up there going in on the text message. That's no, type of Kermit. Yeah. What I said was, right. and I still stand by it, is that I feel that whoever this person is, knew because they had way too much access and yes. then told them, yo, y'all need to chill. And I'm going to give you time to get it right. But if you don't, right, that's just not, that's not no volunteer that's doing that. That's... And they were like, please, you ain't doing shit. And listen, write me this check. They said <laughs> that they said that a lot of people, and this is where I'm not going to do no name dropping, but you have to read this clear, closely. There are apparently, you know, people in, in places of, of power that knew about this going on and said to them, like, yo, this could take you down. You should fix it. Right. You know, this is not something, you know, ears to the streets. This is not something, and the streets not being, not, you know, that that old school, not, I'm not hood. I don't have none of that. But <laughs> but ears being to, you know, the boardroom or whatever the fuck. There, people have known about this going on for a while, you know. And so at what point, do we say enough is enough? At what point do we put the culture before, you know, the drama? At what point do we say, oh, you know, like, I understand this is going to be difficult, but this is worth saving. Mm -hmm. Because there's an opportunity to make some real money and there's an opportunity to really grow organizations and businesses and communities if we just were to get this together. But also, leading something like this is a pain in the ass and it's Mm -hmm. hard. You definitely have to have patience. It's hard. You know, so I'm talking shit, but I'm not volunteering for the job. <laughs> said what I said. But, um, you know, since, since we are talking about corruption, I think <laughs> it's a beautiful time to uh, go back to, you know, chatting about our president. Um, <clears throat> with all the shit that's going on with... Um, with with law enforcement murdering black people again um the 
hacktivist group Anonymous has been quite busy. Um, they Gathering have, information. They have turned their Twitter fingers into trigger fingers. And um, they've been leaking information. First, apparently, they had shut down, at least they claimed it, I believe. Let me, you know, I'm, correct me if I'm wrong. They claimed to have shut down the Minnesota police station website. And they, uh, and they, uh, oh yes, and they f- uh, hacked their uh, radio system and played uh, "Fuck the Police" through it. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. So you know, when all of that was going on, it it seemed to to be the most of it. No one was really thinking about it. But then they were like, "Oh, by the way, allegedly, um, your president had Jeffrey Epstein killed because of the implications of him in multiple rape cases." Um, where he paid off families for having raped their little boys and little girls. So um, not only is our president an admittant, an admitted sexual assaulter, he is a child rapist. Child rapist. Um, Touch it, babies. And someone who hires uh, contract Con- killers. Con- Allegedly, allegedly. Allegedly. No, that last part doesn't surprise me. He doesn't seem like he would get his tiny hands dirty at all. Mm-mm. But he seemed like the one to talk the most shit, and then be like, "Oh, I'm gonna get my gang of killers." He has to, right? Yeah. And so when you think about this shit, right? And and you know, you guys have to do do the research for yourself again. You know, read these things yourself. Um, but also, there are others who are out here parsing through this information. The other hashtag is uh, OP Death Eaters. And apparently on on Scribed, which is I believe is how it's pronounced, S C R I B D dot com, where you're able to host documents. OP Death Eaters, which I believe is an account because I'm not a Scribed user, um, has a collection of documents, you know, that speaks to these court cases involving Epstein and Trump and parses and and um, details the information um, where Trump has paid millions of dollars to many people. Um, to get them to not speak. Yeah, to not not speak about what's been going on. This is this is apparently the same account that held the documents um, about Sandusky and Penn State. Cool. Um, so if you want to take a trip down memory that memory lane, <laughs> you're welcome to do. You want to take that ride again? That morbid fucking dive. <laughs> <laughs> um, this shit is depressing. I feel like, you know, like I kept thinking to myself. Um, that quote that's like, uh, while Rome burned, Nero fiddled or some shit. Nero and Nero fiddled while Rome burned, or some shit like that. And mm. I just thought about like Trump, Trump trying not to tweet from the bunker <laughs> under <laughs> in the White House, <laughs> like holding back his. He's shaking like I gotta do it. I gotta do. It. They I definitely do it. took his shit away. <laughs> he was like, I've got to watch television. They're like, no TV. I genuinely think. That um, he's more concerned about this shit than he is concerned about the rioters outside. That's why he deployed the the army or so whichever take, guard. So he'll be like, oh, he did all he can. He yeah. did what he has to do. Let's yeah. leave him alone. Because he wants to continue to stay racist for his racists because he's such an opportunist. Like, he's racist, but only an opportunist racist. He's not an active racist. He's not going to go out and lynch a nigger. You know? No, I hate them all the time, but I ain't going to lynch them all the time. I'll employ one of them because he definitely had a... Has a black guy on his uh? Name no. Oh, he has a he has a couple of niggas in his pocket. Which you know, there's always 
them niggas, mm-hmm. right? Um, and they have their own demons that they're that they're wrestling with. I hope they find their peace. No judgment being passed, but you know you can't sit here. Um, but it, it's. Could you imagine if the internet was the thing, like the wave, and social social media was the wave during like Watergate, or during like Cointelpro? During where it's, like, where it's like, oh this, oh this is what's happening. <laughs> like, there was no way any of those things would have actually happened if social media was. Or it, it, it I mean, everything happens in its time, in its way, right? Because there's definitely ways that there are groups and organizations, governmental and non-governmental, that are fucking with people right now. You don't even know. Just like how mm-hmm. Russia was fucking with our election, rigged think about that anonymous was like this is what russia has on your president he fucks children without consent because you cannot fuck a child with consent but he enjoys the terror of fucking children children that's dark and and so many men in power because Because this shit also says, apparently these documents detail that the royal family had uh, Princess Uh, Diana killed because she had recorded or was sitting down to have an interview with someone who was a a victim of um, Epstein. And that's why they had her killed. And I'm over here thinking, like, damn, then they painted her as a whore. So to discredit the woman, then you paint her as a whore. Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, I recently just finished a series, uh, Money Heist, and you, they're in the the Bank of Spain, stealing gold, gold, and they find their, their no, that's what they went there for in the first place. Right. So they uh, went for the gold, and their way of making sure that the government does not storm in is they buried cases with everything that they've ever done in that bank behind a vault and they got into the vault and before they could rush in they came out with the cases like yeah we got these and the guy was like nope call everything off go back to the tunnels do Mm -hmm. not attack because we cannot afford for these secrets to be leaked yep and that to me that's that's exactly what's going on right now i mean you know i i try not to say it too much but i personally believe that um that racism is a tool and it's not the end all be all it's a classism thing it's about the haves and the have nots you know history these are not my own thoughts clearly history i mean let me not say that these are not original thoughts i'm not the first person to ever think this they're my thoughts but i'm not the first person to think this um it's about who has money and who doesn't have money and Rules only apply to those who do not have enough money. Uh, and those who have a certain amount of money believe that they can and in, in many ways can do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. They pay for the privilege to be able to do whatever they want. And that includes fucking people's children. That includes, you know, killing people and getting away with it, whether that be women or, you know, um, homosexuals or sex workers or Mm. children or the at-risk youth, the impoverished, anyone who can be exploited or taken use of advantage of, 
you know, people with money tend to, um, people with money and then those predilections to allow them to be able to do so without persecution will go after the opportunity to do so. Um, and that's part of the reason that capitalism is so evil because it encourages greed so that you can do whatever you want. Only certain people can do whatever they want. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> if we all had that ability, it'd be a very different place. Oh, my God. Be a shit show. Sometimes I think to myself, like, like God knew what God was doing when my circumstances were what they were because a mind like mine in prison. <laughs> <laughs> like... This one shop fits all sort of punishment for people. You put a person like me in prison and I'm just going to gather information, bro, and come out as like super nigga, <laughs> you know, like super criminal. But you know what? When you say shit like that, too, I, I look at shows like 60 Days and I'm like, this shit is so fucking harassing. Mm-hmm. It makes this I, prison. It cannot be all shits and giggles. It's only like one season where they showed a CEO that was a straight dick and it actually came out on TV. But I'm just like. I don't know much niggas Most. that's going volunteer to go in jail for 60 days and the cameras are there and, you know, none of them have gotten caught. None of them have gotten shanked. None of them become bitches. They all rise to the top of the <laughs> other, other pod. And I'm like, chill ain't that easy. Hmm. This is like level one of Super Mario, bro. It, it's supposed to be harder than that. You know, they, I mean, we've also, we're also in a strange time of, of glamorizing everything for the sake of a dollar. Yo, you know some strange shit I saw in my deep dive into the internet the other night? (laughs) Yo, you know that Mama June from Honey Boo Boo is doing influencing for weight loss, like pills or some shit on Instagram? Wait, what? Do y'all partake in TLC? All right. That's I know, my shit. I know that's honey, my shit. honey boo-boo, but Mama, ma, Mama June. Now, ma, wasn't did she see, like 400 pounds? Did you see her after she had her weight loss surgery? No. So she had her weight loss surgery and she became this skinny bitch, right? And then she started, got another boyfriend, um, went back to whatever drugs of choice because the checks are rolling in. And then, um, although I did hear allegedly that Honey Bear, who was, what's that little girl's name? Ooh. Honey Boo Boo's. Stepdaddy was a child molester. Oh, nothing surprising. Listen, so she ended up getting another boyfriend or some shit, and then apparently she started to put the weight back on. But anyhow, they have her as mm. a as an influencer. Did you pull it up? Mm. It's so good. It's her. Then the other one. Did you say um, ninety day fiance homegirl that married Muhammad and tried to force him to smash her? No, I don't. Ninety day. Fi- I cannot remember Muhammad. Muhammad. Is it this season? No, it was a couple oh, seasons nah, back. I only started getting it. What getting streaming it. services are 90 Day Fiance on? Because apparently... Hulu. You know, it's on Hulu? Because oh, apparently I got to catch up. My nigga, that, that's my shit. I ain't going to hold you. I love the ratchet... First of all, I, I love television where you get to see white people being ratchet, right? So, like... Oh, thank no, you. I love you. Because people don't definitely. understand why I watch the Jersey show. And I'm like, these are... They're ghetto. Okay. And they're not black. Okay. I fucking love it. I watch it every week. I don't I, I don't I like to watch... I popcorn and everything. I don't like to watch too much of black people being ratchet because mm. I'm from Brooklyn. Um, we're not from the Bronx, but I'm from Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah. And I've seen some things. I live in East New York. I see some things on the regular. My I don't block even is think high. the Bronx is ratchet. It's just they different. have a, They have real energy. It's different. Bronx energy, uptown energy is different. I have a lot of respect for them. Um, but I just love TLC because you always get to see white people like in the element. Just being mm-hmm. my 600 pound life. Or like my strange addiction. I eat. Uh, talcum powder. Right. 
I eat dirt. It's not weird. I love it. I'm in love with my car. Did you see the episode of the white dude who was humping his car? Mm Mm-hmm. Bro, oh, so, extreme cheat sometimes we get a Ooh. nigga. Oh, that nigga is eating out the garbage, normal. Like, oh my god, recycling water. I, Imagine I, I five might, of us take a bath with the same water. I might have to get my my regular TV back on. I got it. It's <laughs> bro, so good, <laughs> bro. Saturday morning, bitch watching a TLC. So good, the shit. So no good. Shit. And I think I got into it because of what? Y'all niggas getting old. It was, um, yeah. <laughs> the shit y'all get. <laughs> but I love it. You know what? My best friend said that shit to me. <laughs> she was like, but you know what I got excited about today? I said, what? She said, Tupperware. I just found the perfect Tupperware for my salad. You know how hard that shit is. Because it has to have the multiple pieces. Listen, but anyhow, TLC. Um, definitely my 600 pound life. That's my shit. Hoarders. Hoarders. Oh, hoarders. When you oh, need I free therapy. <laughs> God. I clean my house oh, every time nigga. I watch. Oh, <laughs> nigga! Did you see the one where the dude was hoarding rats? He was hoarding rats, hoarding no, rats. Did rats. you see the I one where he was one. hoarding in an apartment? Yeah, that shit fucked me up because I was like, nigga, most of these people got their own houses. No, you live in an apartment. You can't. He could not come in through the front door. He had to go on a fire escape and climb through like a dungeon. Oh, of shit. you talking about the white dude in Manhattan? Yes. <laughs> oh, it was so crazy. And the apartment is already like the small. Sixth floor. They were trying to get rid of him because he got the whole place with roaches and rats and the oh, smell coming out of... Like, he couldn't go through the front door anymore because it was too packed up. Oh, my yes. God. So he wasn't even living in the house anymore. It was anymore. really an underground railroad. Like, there was a tunnel for him to get to the front door to open it. Now, granted, a lot of these people are wrestling with, with, with mental disorders. What made him better, sorry not to cut you off, no, go ahead. was he stopped hoarding in the apartment and then started hoarding in his van downstairs. Oh. And a storage space. Ugh. You know, it makes it. You have you, have we had this conversation already? Forgive me. Have we, if we have already had it recording? Have you ever been to a hoarder's home? Oh yeah, 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 bro. That shit is like different. I there's a certain amount of space that I need to like be comfortable, and I've been to places where I've had to turn sideways to like navigate the entire space, mm-hmm. and I just don't understand how you could sleep. Could you imagine sleeping at night and everything around you is just looming over <laughs> you like having, sins? And having a designated area just for you that's really not even designated because it's it's still it's just a little less nasty than the rest of the place. Yeah. That's that shit makes my skin crawl. Yeah. Like and then you have all this shit piled up to you and you have roaches and rats and Dead animals. Like, how do you get accustomed to the smell of a dead animal? Like, I've literally watched episodes where the guy walked in and threw up right away. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I was like, this shit about oh, to yeah. be good. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a good episode. You know the episode that fucks me up? The one <laughs> the one where they, um, the dude tried to stay in the house for a night, and he turned off the lights, and you could hear the rats scurrying. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Did you Yo. see the one with the lady who's a house? Who, she had a house. But it was so nasty that she literally started the rodent issue on the block. So they were yes. burrower uh, rats. So they were burrowing from her house into the next yard. Oh, yeah. And eventually they just fucked the whole block up. The last one I saw was when the lady was just like, when she was hoarding shit crazy. But then like it made her like plumbing stop working. So she started like peeing in cups. Yes. And give it, it to her grandchildren. The ones who were shitting in plastic in bags. Yeah. Just had a lady with the pens and just threw them said, to the side. 
But you know the ones done. where they, they get the place cleaned up and they're like, ah, but this place still has to be raised because right. of the structural integrity right. is gone. Yeah. Like it's it, it had a lady who hoarded so badly that the boxes in the basement were literally keeping her floor up. Mm. That's the only thing that was keeping her from falling downstairs. Can you imagine that your filth is the only thing keeping you from until it collapses in itself because it's inevitable that it will. Ugh. And that you is. watch some of these houses, you'd be like, nigga, that house would be beautiful if you would have just cleaned it. Right. Not, e- not even that part. To me, it's like, who hurt you that, that you feel but like you, you deserve this? Right, but then you also find out a lot of them, their husband used to beat them. Mm-hmm. They yeah. were touched while they were younger. Mm-hmm. And that goes to my 600-pound life as well. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are dealing with a lot of mental shit. And these things make them feel secure and safe. And, mm-hmm. you know, and it's fucked up to say, but I don't think I can have an addiction to things that deeply that I can allow it to get out of control. Even though my mother would say that I'm hoarding music equipment. We're not work. hoarding. It's not <laughs> hoarding work. music equipment because that's we work, have a bro. business. Do you hit him? Y'all hit him justifying the hoarding behavior? Right. <laughs> it's, not hoarding. it's not hoarding. It's not hoarding. It's not hoarding at all. I don't it's store like it in one place. I have multiple custody. places to store it. So it's not hoarding. <laughs> it was here before. Right. And now it's with him. Right. You know? It's called, you know, it's like custody, co-parenting. <laughs> <laughs> Both of y'all on the same page. Yes, co-parenting. <laughs> don't tell me about my speakers. <laughs> I know them. <laughs> no, but that's real. I mean, you know, like I was saying before, we all are looking for ways to comfort ourselves because we can't, you know, this is, certain things don't work. Or like a lot of people, if you look at my six hundred pound life or or hoarders, um, at some point in time, some of them have addictions to other things, substances or. You know, it's it's hard. Coping with your trauma is like hard. I, I I my six hundred pound life fucks me up because I'm like I like food, but y'all niggas don't ever look at the meal and be like, nah, I'm OD. Like that's just too much. Like, like come on, you chilling. Like come on, you wilding. And then the ones where they get so big that they just bring the hot plate in the bed. It's, you know what? I'm fried chicken my in my room while no. I'm drinking diet. You know Pepsi. what really upsets my soul though? When they use their stomach as a fucking like a table. I mean, at that point, that's what nah. But then, to me, if I if I hit that point, I'm be like, nigga, you what, big. What, what big, would you like... rather start changing when you can't see it or you can't touch it? Because they have to make that determination. Listen, like the part for me because I was a little bit heavier than this at my heaviest. I was like uh, 25, 30 pounds heavier than this, and what did it for me was I got folded <laughs> up during sex and I couldn't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, nah, this can't be how I go. <laughs> this can't, this cannot be it. Not and that like was it this. for me. No, but in, in seriousness, like people with like me and you who have uh, ailments and, and illnesses, you realize, you you really do realize like your yeah, body so starts telling you. Like, yeah, you're, you're you got to listen to your much. body. You have to listen your to body your body. always tells you when you fucking up mm-hmm. and you need to start paying shit attention. Remember, was it two years ago? Right, and this nigga almost died on me. What happened? Whole kidney shut down. Oh shit! <laughs> Yo, bro, honestly, it was different for me because he's usually the one nurturing, like taking care of me, making sure I'm good that weekend. Yeah, I was literally like feeding this nigga water, like going to go. I yes, bought, I bought breakfast. Here, eat that. Here's some water. Go on the truck and sleep, nigga. Like he was. I was like, this is how it feels to be for, to watch me die, like. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, don't go to the light. And I was dealing with mad shit that summer, so I could understand. I mean, I can't understand, but I mean, I could understand how you'd neglect yourself because you're busy and that whole weekend. And, it, and actually, it started from like a what? It started. It started as a kidney stone. Those are 
Listen, kidney stones are the worst, right? And are... I have a vagina and not a penis, so I cannot imagine the urethra journey for y'all. That shit scared us too, because we get a phone call like this nigga just passed out of work. He doesn't yeah. get sick, so yeah. that's why everybody was like hospital right away. Yeah, but it started with that, and then it went from that to like, yo, next week starts the busiest week of my life. So I'm not going to stop. And I just kept pushing through. And then it just kind of like my body came back and was like, yo, bro, listen, hold that and go sit down. And, and I was like, and, nah, and, all right, cool. We're going to hit you again. <laughs> go sit down. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go sit down. somebody with the underlining sickness, you usually try to be like, you ain't going to tell me what to do, body. I'm going to tell you what to do because I'm running this shit. And your body be like, no, because no, no. without me, you can't run this shit. No. And then, you know, you be like, all right, you got it. You gotta listen to your body, bro. Listen, I feel so bad for my boyfriend sometimes, all of the time, because that man is had to—he's <laughs> had to carry me home from all sorts of situations. You know, like I used to be able to hang, <laughs> and when you get to a point where you can't hang anymore, it gets frustrating because you try to tell yourself it's a mental thing, especially mm. with this ignorance that we have as a people. Mm. You try to tell yourself like, "Nah, I'll be fine. It's a mental thing." Until you out there and some shit is going wrong, and you're like, "Oh, I might be dying. Maybe." Maybe I should have taken this rest. Oh, Maybe I should cool it. Yeah. Like, I, I remember not being able to walk and trying to force my sneaker on my foot, knowing that oh, this is probably not a good idea. She's already swollen, but I need to get to this gig. And my no. foot, my, and I get the sneaker on, and then I take one step, and my foot be like, nope, that's it. No. And I'm just like, fuck. No, you Guess I'm staying home. But you know what? That also goes not just for your physical well-being, but for your mental well-being. Yeah. You know, you have to make sure that you're you're giving yourself the care and the love that's necessary, especially at this time, because everything is so difficult and it is so heavy. So many of us have lost loved ones um, to COVID-19 or just have lost them organically and have been unable to grieve in ways um, that we would like to because, you know, we're not able to travel or, you know, simply we're not able to, to be with our family during this time because of our newly imposed martial law lockdown so because of all of these compounding awesome. issues, you guys have to make sure that you're, you're taking this time and opportunity to be good to yourself, to be kind to yourselves, to take care of yourself. You can't pour from an empty cup. You know all that shit when you're on a plane and they're like, oh, you got to put the mask on yourself? It's real. Because um, I know you love your child, but that little nigga can't reach your face. Hmm. Hmm. You know. It's, um, it's hard if self-care for you means don't do shit and that works for you. With, you know, not to the detriment of your child or to whichever loved one is dependent on you, then do what's necessary. But make sure you're good to yourselves, guys, and be good to each other. Who used to say that? Is Soul Train? No, that's Jerry Springer. <laughs> <laughs> Something good came out of that. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Loved Jerry Springer. Love trashy television. Huh? Isn't he a judge now? I don't take that shit. No, isn't he? He like, is. Isn't yeah, he? It's like Judge Jerry. Or is something he? Like I that. think yeah. so. I thought he was doing like Hollywood Squares or some shit. Something I mean, akin to that. They all do that. Entertainment. At some point. A, all right. A, a good game show ruins your. Uh... Let's end on a random question. Like, if you could be the host of any television game show, old, current, or new, even if you've been thinking about this for a while, you have your own game show you want to make up. What would you? Pick. Which game show would you pick? No second guessing, Family Feud. I can see that. No second guessing, because I get to be sarcastic. I can see that. I, I get to be sarcastic. I get to be in. I get to be me. And you know, just 
ask you, why didn't your mother hold you in a little bit longer? Because that was a stupid fucking answer. Oh, you just nah, want to be I mean was, like Steve yeah, Harvey. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking like the Price is Right or something. Yeah, uh, that was mine. Boo. <laughs> supermarket because sweet. even yes, yes supermarket sweet. That shit was so lit. What happened to that? It just fell off the face of the earth. Mm. But even with like Price is Right, it's like. You pull this, it's like, all right, I'm going to get the money. And then you don't get it. Like, oh, you really thought she was going to get that shit, buddy. Come on, come on, come on. Good try, good try. You know what um, What else I would do, that? though? Gladiator. Mm. Is that what? American Gladiator. Oh, where they had the giant the, fucking... The, the, the tip shit. Those were my shits. I used to love Saturday <laughs> television. Saturday TV was bomb. Saturday TV was lit. You kids will never know the greatness of Saturday morning. They don't need it. Cartoon. They got TikTok. Facts. Kids TikTok. I anyway. still refuse. It's so good though. It's I will never crazy. get it. It's the only form of physical act activity they get. So, who am I to, you know? Object? You know, we're in a little bit of a different world. TikTok but. has kept. Uh, well, it's more than just kids. It has kept Fashion Nova alive because you had to buy a new outfit <laughs> for your Don't Rush Challenge. That's oh, mm. that you know. I, I have a lot of work though. It takes a lot of patience. I wear the same six outfits over. And over, this is why I don't take pictures. <laughs> so, so you're uh, gonna catch Nancy, me in this number. Look, Nancy said to me, she was like, Opal, you're always in black. And I wanted to be like, Yeah, because I'm usually wearing the same. <laughs> 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 but you know, I didn't say it. <laughs> same thing I was wearing the other day. I know my doctor probably thinking different than me, but I got a lot of black sweats. I found sweatpants and I was like, Nigga, <laughs> fuck jeans. <laughs> what are those? <laughs> the other day I had to put on jeans. I was like, I feel so disgusted oh like oh my god why no, I still, who I still made wanna, these demonic things i still want to keep up with my uh nice dressing friends every once in a while yes you have to so it's good to have it there but as far as going outside right. sweats are life bro all we, my nice clothes don't fit though we're wearing chinos and yes chinos skinny chinos in the summertime <laughs> when you when your balls sweat off and <laughs> oh, <balls laughs> but i look good though got my eye on got that water stain going down right your leg now. and shit yeah you think we're gonna make it to drunk like a skunk nope I don't think so either. Yeah, no. no fats until next year, huh? No. Irresponsible people. I started getting 2021 bookings. That's good. Yeah. People making sure and you know, y'all going to be working. Hello. Yeah. I know at least four people pregnant right now. Ooh. If you know four, I know six. Oh. Only well, continue Ooh. to book. I have money I need to make up. That's that's valid. Huh. How am I that was a commercial how, just how now. <laughs> I don't know how you are. I don't know how I'm editing this. This is gonna be hard. This is. I feel like this should just be like a freelance episode. Just you know. Nah, we can't put that whole thing up. There's parts of this. No, not the whole thing. Certain things we got cut out, but there's a good 45 minutes in here that just has to disappear. Yeah, but you know what? You put that in the vault. That's for us to remember, not you guys. Maybe when we start our Patreon, we'd be like, "Listen, remember episode (laughs) three? Nah, I'm straight. We told you something. We Arca in it. I'm holding this shit in archive just in case y'all try to get out of control." This shit is crazy. And you know what? This is crazy to me, y'all. And I just hope that y'all read this yourself. Jbless.com. We don't know this person. I'm not plugging them personally. I'm just saying, like, this is dope. I hope that they're doing dope things. You know, I'm not going to say that they're not. So we don't know the person. uh, We just don't know them personally. Um, But it's it's definitely um, important that we pay attention to what's going on in our communities because, you know, while we pay attention to things on a national world on a worldwide scale, on a national scale, on a citywide scale, we also have to pay attention to what's going on for us because this can make or break, you know, our next summer. There could be no West Indian American Day Carnival again. 
right. depending on how this goes, you right, know. Right, so, right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but also, um, I, I know I've been saying closing for a while. Pay, please. This is a primary month for us here in New York. Um, if you have not been paying attention or are not aware, our primaries, Democratic primaries, Republican primaries are no longer in um, September. The, they're now in June. And they're actually towards the end of the month. There's an exact date. Please forgive me. It escapes me at the moment. Um, if one of you could look that up for me, I'd appreciate it. Um, I think it's like the 23rd or something um, when our primary um, is. So the important thing about these primaries is you have to pay attention to the local races. Um, you can greatly impact who is doing work in your communities, who's looking out for you, and who's putting money in the pockets of whom, um, and writing legislation. Uh, legislature policy and writing writing the policy that's going forward um that will impact your life um june 23rd so june june 23rd is new york's primary and it's important guys that um amidst everything going on you do not forget to vote voting is your voice and it's your you know most peaceful protests alongside your money your vote and your money are are the most peaceful and most powerful things that you have along with your voice so Please be sure to exercise your rights that niggas have literally died for. Mm-hmm. Um, and continue to let your thoughts and everything be known because you're important and what you think and what you feel is important. That's all I got, y'all. I feel like that's a good way to good way to end. Alright. So we're gonna play this one uh, song. Anyway. Yeah, we're gonna play one song. Uh we will I will try my best to edit this tonight. Um and you can't go nowhere, so it'll make a difference. Yeah. I mean, but you know, YouTube rabbit holes and understand and Hulu. Listen, I finished that whole series last night. I finished it today. Started it today and finished it today. Oh, you watched the whole series? It was so good. Season one was really good. I I love television that's being made proper. Please roll or else we're gonna be. Yeah, yeah, let's go. Let's go. All right, (laughs) we'll see you guys. Night, y'all. Appreciate y'all. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nas. Uh, yo, yo, life, they wonder, can they take me under, nah, never that, nah, yo, yo, I come from the housing, tenement buildings, unlimited killings, menaces marked for death, better known as the projects where junkies and rockheads dwell, though I owe to it my success, with survival of the fittest, every day as a child, I would think I'm a part of USA and be proud, confronted with racism, started to feel foreign, like the darker you are, the realer your problems, I reached for the stars, but I just kept slipping, on this life mission, never know what's next, ancient kings from Egypt, up to Julius Caesar, had a piece of the globe, every continent, yo, this Asia, Africa, Europe, France, Japan, Pakistan, America, Afghanistan, yo, this Protestants, Jews, Blacks, Arabics, call a truce, world peace, stop acting like savages, no war, we should take time and think, the bombs and tanks makes mankind extinct, but since the beginning of time, it's been men with arms fighting, lost lives in the towers and Pentagon, why then, must it go on, we must stop the killing, tell me why we die, we all God's children, uh.